Yeah. They calling me controversial. I don't know why, I'm just telling the truth. Yeah. They're indoctrinating kids with lies. It's just evil in disguise. They say that it's love, but they lie. They say that they're girls, but they're guys. Or they say they have no gender. From guy sports to girls, where they're winners. From now on, I identify as a ninja turtle. Where's Master Splinter? They calling me controversial. They calling me controversial. They calling me controversial. They calling me controversial. Jesus was controversial. Paul was controversial. Welcome to the Matt Buff Show. It is great to have you with us. Hope you had a great weekend and hope you didn't watch the Grammys. More on that in a second. Okay, this show is brought to you by MyPillow. Get your Valentine the best night's sleep with MyPillow.com slash buff. Use promo code buff at checkout. Save up to 66% off and get your Valentine some great deals. The MyPillow 2.0 is out now. Even a better night's sleep? Didn't think that was possible. Check it out today. MyPillow.com slash buff and enter promo code buff right there. <clears throat> also, MyPatriotCigars.com. Get a cigar aged three years to, perfect, to perfection. MyPatriotCigars.com promo code buff. One thing that this show is not brought to you by is Pfizer. Pfizer, who gets to run commercials without listing the side effects. See, died suddenly shows on the past Matt, past Matt Buff shows. But died suddenly the book, too, that we had on the show. I mean, it's just ridiculous. But Pfizer literally sponsored the segment with the satanic performance by Sam Smith and some dude that thinks he's a girl who had one line of uh, singing in the whole song. And it was very painful to watch. Satan used to, uh, by, <laughs> Satan used to slither around in the grass, right? And just, you know, use the power of suggestion. Not anymore. The power of suggestion is gone, and it's brought to you by Pfizer as we bring you Sodom and Gomorrah. No, I mean not Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean Jill Biden introducing Best Song of the Year uh, Grammy Awards. But look at this, this performance by Sam Smith, the very overtly gay uh, singer who has one hit and then this piece of garbage that made Satan very proud. I mean, they even had flames, and everybody dressed like demons. There was no suggestion this was purely satanic, and it was brought to you by Pfizer. Oh. And we saw all those ridiculous Pfizer commercials, but that particular segment is when they said, this is brought to you by Pfizer, the same company that goes in its lab and creates variants so you can buy more Pfizer. The same company that says you should get vaccinated and get boosted and ignore all the data about heart issues. You should get boosted and we don't have to lift, lift our, uh, list our side effects. We're Pfizer. We don't have to do any of that. No, we don't. We don't have to do any of that at all because we are Pfizer. We control the government. In Canada, 
This can't be in Canada. Oh, the Canadian, the Canadian truckers are back. Very nice. Injuries from the COVID-19 vaccine are now being publicly displayed in Canada using truck, trucks driving down the street. Join the campaign. <laughs> Very nice. Angry citizens post thousands of notes for every COVID vaccine death in the Netherlands' largest news agency. Every name. I mean, that list is growing so big every single day. It is absolutely insane. Jill Biden, Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden, doctor. She had, she makes sure that you have to say that. She goes out there and presents the award for best song, which goes to Bonnie Raitt. That was a little surprising about that. But the whole thing was a push on being fat is cool. Being trans is cool. Being gay is cool. And yes, of course, black power, black power, black power. I mean, I felt bad. Uh, Luke Combs is probably the biggest star in country music right now. And they were just so dismissive of him. When they were introducing Luke Combs, the crowd was like, oh, let's get this part over with. We want black rappers up there. And we want trainees and people that are dressed like Satan up there. Not this country music crap. And Luke Combs plays his song. The sound doesn't is not as great. And uh, they don't show the crowd having fun with it at all. And it was a great song by Luke Holmes. And there he goes. I wonder what Luke Holmes was sitting there thinking, right? When he's watching Sam Smith gyrate on stage, dressed as Satan, surrounded by demons and fire and a tranny in a cage. What was he thinking when he was watching that in person? Uh, and then it's all brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> UK regulator finds Pfizer guilty of violating three sections of the British Pharmaceuticals Code of Practice. But they're Pfizer. They can do whatever they want. They're Sam Smith, dressed as Satan, brought to you by Pfizer. You may die suddenly. And don't forget to get your booster from the vaccine that we manipulated and from the COVID that we transformed into a different variant. Don't forget to get your shot. Pink on there, passing. They were talking about all these celebrities that had problems. Oh, if you smoke, if you're overweight, COVID can really damage you. Anything can damage you if you smoke and overweight. <laughs> but US, UK regulator finds Pfizer guilty of violating three sections of the British Pharmaceutical Code of Practice. This was a complaint and it was filed to the UK's Prescription Medical Code of Practice Authority. The PMCPA, the regulatory responsibility or responsible for policing promotions of prescription medications in the USA. So they went to the right people here saying, hey, we have a code violation here. They, uh, the complaint centered on an interview that was conducted by a medical editor at the BBC in which Pfizer CEO Albert Borla the guy who won't answer any questions at Davos, the guy who's the, one of the richest people in the world, thanks to you, your taxpayer money, the thanks to the uh, warp speed right here. Remember when we talked about this book on the show, Warp Speed? Paul Mango, great guy, great book, because he talked about the business end of Warp Speed, not the vaccine itself, but the business end. That's a great book. But you remember how they were bragging about how fast we got these vaccines out? Record time. Well, 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 they're misleading COVID shots for children. Uh, he made a miss, the CEO made a misleading uh, statement about how COVID shots for children are good. They put it on the health category of the BBC website. 
It's just ridiculous. At this time, no COVID-19 vaccines have been approved by the UK's Medicine and Health Products Regulatory Agency, MHRA, for children under 12. So the panel found Ballora's comments were in breach of code because he said it's a good idea that kids under 12 get vaccinated, even though it's not approved. Because the more vaccinations happen, the more we can sponsor shows by Sam Smith dressed as Satan. Dry, look at the fire in the background. There's the tranny in the cage, the dude in the cage that thinks he's a girl. There's Sam just being surrounded by demons because he's Satan. I mean, they're not even trying to hide this anymore. Sodom, Gomorrah, meet the Grammys. Brought, brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> it's so satanic, it's almost laughable. It's so sad, it's laughable. It's just the most ridiculous thing. Satan used to swim like a shark looking for someone to devour. But then he looks at the Grammys and says, I can just be myself. We don't usually use props on the Matt Buff show, but it worked out today. It's just sick, man. These people are insane. And Madonna didn't even look like herself. She looked like a black chick. Madonna gets up and talks, and he she introduced the satanic performance and talks about how Oh, this is just great. Inclusivity. Inclusivity is important. We got to include everybody. And if you don't like it, you're not included. If you don't like it, we're going to kick you out. We're going to boot you out of there. A Catholic college kicked out a student because he said there's two genders. Wouldn't follow the protocols. There's a Catholic. What, what is going on? Catholic church, step in here and put a stop to this nonsense. Is it too late for America? Have we gone? I mean, I know a lot of people didn't watch the Grammys, so they're the big loser there, right? People turn that crap off. We saw on Twitter, people were like, I'm not watching that garbage. But it's happening. It's happening right there on your TV screens. And what are we going to do about it? Well, one thing we do is turn this garbage off. Your humble host, Matt Buff, watches it for show promo, for show fodder. For you to digest and see these crazy, creepy videos, like on Disney Plus. Disney Plus, Black History Month, so here it comes. It's just never enough. Never enough. And these people are pissed. They want their reparations now, and they're going to market to kids on Disney Plus. You got to cancel this. This oh, country God, here. was built on slavery, which means slaves built this country. Tilled this land from sea to sea to sea. First there was rice, tobacco, sugar cane. Then Whitney did his thing and cotton became king. And we were its soldiers. Four, Four million, million strong. Fighting for America's freedoms, even though we remained America's slaves. slaves. Built this country. The descendants of slaves continue to build this. Slaves, slaves built this country. And we, oh. the descendants of slaves in America, have earned reparations for their suffering. And continue to earn reparations every moment we spend submerged in the system. Systemic prejudice, racism, and white supremacy that America was founded with and still has not atoned for. Slaves built this country. Not only field hands, but carpenters, masons, blacksmiths, musicians, inventors built cities from Jamestown to New Orleans to Bannockhead, Washington. 40 acres and a mule. We'll take the 40 acres, keep the mule. We, we made, made your families rich. From the southern plantation heirs to the northern bankers to the New England ship owners, the founding fathers, former presidents, current senators, the Illuminati, the New World Order. Slaves built this country. We had Tubman, Turner, Frederick D. Then they say Lincoln freed the slaves. But slaves were men. And women. And only we can 
can free ourselves. Emancipation is not freedom. Jim Crow, segregation, redlining, public schools, feeding private prisons, where we become slaves again. As we celebrate Juneteenth for the umpteenth time, our account is still outstanding. Because this country was built on slavery, which means slaves built this country. And we demand our 40 acres and a mule. You can keep the mule. Keep the 40. We're taking our freedom. Watch the white judges go, what the hell was that? Oh my God, that's on Disney Plus. That's what your kids are watching when you're not around. It's ridiculous, and it's completely evil and wrong. Slaves built this country. No, no, no. And Abraham Lincoln did free the slaves, all right? Many white people died for the freedom of uh, black people. We owe you nothing. We gave our lives. We'll be back on the Matt Buff Show. You stay with us. Matt Buff here with Chris Orr, the founder of Satellite Phone Store, where you can save big. Chris, what do you got going on over at SAT123.com? Well, we've got a great deal right now, Matt, with uh, a free Bibby and a free sat phone uh, for just uh, 159 bucks a month. Uh, so you can always stay connected. Uh, even during these power outages we're seeing across the country, uh, just go to SAT123.com right now and check out this deal but it's an incredible savings matter for at least a thousand dollars you're saving there with a free uh, isat uh, 2 satellite phone and the bivy stick with unlimited uh, uh text in and out so check it out at sat123.com that is amazing once again everybody check out sat123.com Thank you, Chris, and keep up the great work. Has your heater busted, computer crashed, appliance broken? Then you need ARW Home. Life's been pretty worry-free since I got coverage with ARW Home. Don't waste thousands of dollars on air conditioning, appliance repair, and replacements. Save that money with ARW Home. Protection plans that cover household appliances, systems, and electronics. My air conditioning broke on a Sunday. I called ARW, and they came out and fixed it right away. Get your free quote today. Call or go to ARWHome.com now. Hey, you may have heard radio show hosts talking trash on solar. Yes, even conservative talk show hosts. There was a silly comparison to trucks running 10,000 miles, carbon emissions, and panel production. It came off as like a liberal argument against a liberal problem. Shallow knowledge as opposed to experts in the field. Politics, global warming, and other environmental concerns aside, the number one reason to buy solar is simple math. Have you looked at your power bill? It has risen in the last five years. How much more will it go up in the next five years? It's a rigged game, and all solar energy empowers you to stop playing a rigged game. A solar electric system freezes your costs and shields you from upcoming rate increases. If you choose to finance a solar electric system, the payment on a system that zeroes out your bill is typically less than your current power bill. This is simple math. Call All Solar Energy in Longwood tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or online at www.allsolarenergy.com. More information on this later in the show. Welcome back to the Matt Buff Show. It's great to have you with us. Boy, you really got to look at the the story behind the names of these bills that are going through Congress or signed through executive order. 
it's always misleading. Like they're using the Heroes Act to cancel student loan debt for hippies who take uh, poetic studies and want to get paid. They they use the Heroes Act for that. Um, you remember the America Rescue Plan, which caused inflation in America? Absolutely disastrous. And then, of course, you have the Inflation Reduction Act, which has just made things worse. So the titles are misleading. And we have another one we have to talk about, the No Surprises Act. Sounds good on paper, right? The No Surprises Act. No secrets in medical billing. That sounds pretty good, but there's more to meets the eye than that one, too. Let's go to Dr. Dan Holler on the Matt Buff Show, general surgeon, practicing in Long Island, New York, and you filed a and he filed a federal lawsuit and a challenge to the No Surprises Act. And, and Dr. Haller, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me, Matt. Okay, so tell us about this No Surprises Act, because on paper, it sounds, sounds like a pretty good deal, but I don't trust anything out of this administration based on their track record, and surprise billing is a problem. Agreed. So let's first start off by saying that uh, it is known that the greatest healthcare in the world is in the United States. There is no amount of money that we won't spend to make sure that our patients, our families get the best healthcare. People from all over the world are coming to the United States to get their healthcare. So that being said, we don't have a healthcare problem in the United States. We have a health insurance problem. And essentially what the No Surprises Act has done is it has allowed the insurance companies to hold on to the money that they used to pay the doctors and keep it for themselves and their own profit shareholders and stakeholders. So doctors never really want to bill patients. Uh, doctors expect to send the bills into the insurance companies and have the insurance companies pay uh, fair wages for the time and the amount of uh, work that the doctor, whether it's a surgeon or not surgeon, has done. Uh, historically, if you're in network, you have sacrificed a decent payment for a much lower payment to get volume for being listed on the insurance company's site that you're in network, you take my insurance. Uh, doctors who don't take insurance, it's for a whole host of reasons. And some of them it's because they work uh, on emergency cases and they're up in the middle of the night, late night, weekends, holidays, whatever it is. And they don't agree to accept small fees from the insurance companies. So historically, we duked it out with the insurance companies and sometimes it can take six months a year sometimes even two years to get paid from an insurance company i don't know any other industry that gives you two years worth of uh uh of uh of ability to to make payment on a service that was rendered but that's how long it potentially can take when the no surprises act was being formulated doctors were all in they said okay great we don't want patients to get surprise bills when they get emergency treatment. We just want the insurance companies to pay. And if they don't, we can leave the patients out of it. We can just take it to arbitration. We were very happy with the way the statute was originally created. What happened around uh, third quarter of 2021 was that the Biden administration pushed that the factor that the arbitration groups have to look at the most heavily weighted factor is the in-network rate. So what does that mean? It means that when the doctor takes care of you as an emergency, doesn't ask you for any money up front, and historically would negotiate with the insurance company for a fair rate, now if you're unhappy with the payment and you take it to arbitration, the arbitration looks and says, well, the in-network rate is X. That's really all they have to pay you. 
well, where's the balance of all that money going? It's not going back to the patients. Premiums aren't going down. In fact, they go up between three and 6% every year. It just means that the insurance companies get to keep the money that they used to pay to the physicians. So this is really just a way to redistribute the wealth to a third party who really has no vested interest in people doing better and getting better care. They just care about their bottom line and making more and more money off of the backs of the people who pay premiums, which is the everyday person, you and me. That is just horrific. And it, that's what it, it just what it kills me about the title of the bill. It says it's called the No Surprises Act, but it sounds like it's an enforcement of an HMO kind of thing. Yeah. So is anyone going to cry if a doctor makes less money? Absolutely not. But what they will cry about and what's happening now in New York and specifically on Long Island is that there are physicians of specialties and subspecialties that are refusing to cover emergency care in hospitals. For instance, if you, let's do something simple. If you get cut and you have a laceration on your face, your arm, anywhere on your body, and you go to the emergency room and you say, I want a plastic surgeon to come and do it, they are not covering emergency rooms anymore. Plastic surgeons will not come in and take care of you anymore because if they're in their office or in their operating room, it's not worth their time to stop what they're doing to come in to take care of you. They're not taking call anymore. They're refusing to take call. And what's happening essentially is that it's happening now with plastic surgery. It'll soon happen with spine surgery and neurosurgery. If you come to a hospital, you may not have the access to that kind of care anymore, which means that who's suffering the most here? The patients are suffering. This whole act was to protect patients from, let's call them the evil doctors, sending them surprise bills. But what's end up happening is that patients are having limited access to not just quality healthcare, but to any healthcare whatsoever in a specific field. Sounds like more of a socializing of the medical field. Well, that's probably the intent. The intent is to drive out all of the private practice doctors, yes. have everyone be enrolled and working for a mega institution that, you know, you, you don't just have one hospital, but you have a hospital system like Kaiser Permanente out in California, which, you know, has multiple hospitals or Northwell out in Long Island and New York, which has five, six, seven hospitals. And once you're part of the healthcare system, you are just a cog in the wheel. You're replaceable. You are what they now call a provider. You're no better than the physician is no better than the respiratory therapist and the PA and the MP. I mean, how many people come to me and say, you know, I went to a doctor's office and I didn't even get a chance to see the doctor. I'm just seeing his assistant, the PA or the NP. Right. People want to go to doctors. But what's happening is that we're getting lumped into one group called providers. And it could be any one of us. It doesn't matter. And they're trying to limit doctors because they feel that doctors are making too are are causing the system to have too much uh, overhead. When in fact, if you look at the numbers, physician reimbursement is less than six percent of the total reimbursement in healthcare. Six percent. Another number is a six hundred percent fee increase. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, you're, I, go ahead. I, I go ahead. know that every year. I know that every year my premiums to pay. Uh, uh, for health insurance for my family goes up between three and 6% every year. Yes. I never see any reductions, no matter how much the company makes. I know that last year, first quarter of 2022, United Health Group boasted 
a all-time record-breaking profit of $5 billion in one quarter. Oh. But yet my premiums went up that year. Well, just like the Heritage Foundation pointed out about the No Surprises Act, this government mandated, it's government mandated, right? And dispute resolution process has sown confusion that each side is trying to turn to its advantage instead of negotiating properly like you've been talking about. The mass confusion is the other part of this that causes a problem and the patient gets less care because of that too. Exactly. All right. So tell us where the lawsuit is and can we lobby Congress? So excellent question. And we're going to ask for all of your constituents, if they believe in this cause, to help out. What, what's happening now is uh, back in June and July, uh, we had oral arguments for our case. And sometime, I think it was the beginning of August, the judge came back and she already had told us that she is not looking to change any laws that are in the public interest. And that's unfortunately what this act, this No Surprises Act, was lobbied as, as a public interest uh, to protect the patients. And she already told us she wasn't going to make any changes. So she actually dismissed the lawsuit, but she dismissed most of it with, uh, with the ability to bring it back in case anything changes. So we're currently, bless you, we're currently in the appeals process. Uh, and uh, we're in the Second Circuit in New York appealing the judge because we believe she made some significant mistakes in her logic uh, and in her reasoning. Uh, and uh, we're hoping to get it back on track. I know that the AMA has filed multiple lawsuits against the federal government. In Chicago, there's a group that filed a lawsuit against the federal government for this. So we are working our best to make sure that patients do not lose more access to health care and can continue to get the same quality health care. Uh, there is no place that has more specialized physicians than in New York. But over the last year and a half, we've seen physicians leave New York because of all of what's going on, right? You have high cost of living, high everything, and yet decreased reimbursements. They say, I, I don't wanna live here anymore. There's an anesthesia group uh, who about eight months ago uh, was not make, was couldn't afford to actually stay in New York. They pulled out of New York completely and they went to other states. So we're, well, we're trying our best, we're fighting for our patients. We're pushing uh, to try to make sure that this No Surprises Act doesn't affect patients and have access to health care. No, that's a good call. And uh, we live in Florida. So Dr. Holler, we know exactly how many people are coming here from New York. There's quite a few. <laughs> and I'm sure you're not so happy too. They're, they're setting up. What'd you say? You almost want them to stay in New York. Well, yeah, we do because it gets crowded in the streets, but you know, people are after freedom and we have doctors coming down here, setting up practices. We have law enforcement doing the same thing, coming down here and yeah. getting bonuses. I mean, you guys want to help people, but you also have to make a living for your family. That's fair and reasonable. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Since, since the No Surprises Act came into place, our revenue is down 60%, six zero. Six, 60%. And that's yeah. already after you took a hit from the Affordable Care Act. Correct. 60% down. So this is this is where we're at. This is the state of affair in America, in New York. Wow. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the government in their ever uh, uh, helpful wisdom tried to do something right, but at the last minute changed it so that it actually has a negative effect completely opposite from what they what they were expecting. Well, keep us updated on the appeals process. This is this affects everybody in the country. So it does. Yeah, that's we, why we they have a, 
sorry, we, we have a nonprofit uh, to educate the public on okay. the state of affairs and what's going on and all the different lawsuits that are out there and where they are. Uh, and the website is realheroes.org. Okay, we're going to post that on thebuffshow.com and also in the description here, realheroes.org. How is that domain even available? <laughs> Real we, we had initially got the domain back when COVID was hitting New York. Uh, there was a lot of negative uh, outpouring against doctors. Uh, so we wanted to uh, kind of establish that your baseball player, basketball player, movie star is not your hero. Your heroes are the people on the front lines trying to make sure that you stay healthy and alive every single day. So the website initially was created and the and the nonprofit was initially created to educate the public on what your front care health frontline health workers are doing every day to protect you. Uh, now that uh, COVID has become regular day-to-day uh, -day activities, uh, we decided to repurpose our uh, nonprofit organization to help educate the public on, unfortunately, what's going on today with the state of healthcare and their potential loss of access to healthcare. Oh boy. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, we, we could do a whole segment too on the protocols that were imposed on you guys as well. <laughs> I mean, this of course. Just, it's just been yeah. an attack on the medical computer uh, community, but the insurance companies and big pharma, they're the ones benefiting the most from these kind of things. And it's just right. so strange because I bet if we dig into this more, we'll see some pharmaceutical pharmaceutical companies benefiting from this too. It just affects the doctors and the patients. Realheroes.org is the site where you can get information. Dr. Dan Holler, thank you so much for bringing this to our attention. Thank you. Okay, Have a wonderful day. You too. Sounds good. We'll be back on the Map Buff Show. You stay with us. Hey, Map Buff here with Red Defender Products. Check out reddefenderproducts.com. You won't be disappointed, and you know every second matters. Huge savings right now on all Taser products. That's right. Taser is made right here in the United States, and they are the trusted brand by law enforcement everywhere. You deserve the same protection because every second matters. Red Defender product, your Taser store, and much, much more. Get huge savings on all Taser products at checkout, and you will be protected too. RedDefenderProducts.com. Go there today. Imagine this is your money, and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. Guess what? They want your money, and they can take it, all of it if they want. So what do you do? You fight back by letting our team of experts work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. Call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. Five minutes of your time can save you thousands of dollars. So please call right now. You heard about the simple math with the solar electric system earlier in the show. Not all homes qualify. An energy evaluation by a qualified professional to get the fully informed information is always recommended. If your home qualifies, solar is always a prudent financial move. All Solar Energy in Longwood has been educating homeowners, roofing companies, property management firms, and now radio hosts about solar for 22 years. We have experts to perform no cost, no obligation energy evaluations to see if your home qualifies and explain the simple math of solar. 
Call All Solar Energy tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or visit the website www.allsolarenergy.com. Let them know you heard about it from me, Matt Buff, on The Buff Show. Welcome back to the Map Off Show. It is great to have you with us. You know, after watching the Grammys last night, I even have to wonder if that's really a woman anymore when I see somebody on TV. There's so many theories out there about different things. I mean, the China balloon was flying overhead, and they say it's a weather balloon. Biden said he wanted to shoot it down, but they don't shoot it until it goes all the way across the country. What was that balloon about? I've even seen things about 9-11 that are questionable. Why did these guys get in? I mean, there's just so many stories that are uncovered out there. The origins of COVID. Why did that get out of the lab? Oh, shoot. Was it even in a lab? There's so much to go. Let's even go back to Kennedy, right? There's a new, bu- there's a new book you guys got to check out. We got the link in the description right here. And Killing Kennedy, Exposing the Plot, the Cover-Up, and the Consequences, author Jack Roth interviews researchers, scholars, eyewitnesses, and family members of those who were part of this tangled web of U.S. intelligence operations associated with the Cold War and the killing of John F. Kennedy. And Jack is joining us on the Matt Buff Show. This is a fascinating read. So, Jack, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This book is available everywhere, but uh, Amazon has it just everywhere else. And, you know, I'm surprised they're not uh, taking this down off Amazon, Jack. I mean, you know, they hate everything else. <laughs> well, so far, so good. So, yeah. Uh, and I haven't. Uh, yeah, I, was kind of, I didn't know how it would be received. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> well, people are fascinated by this. I mean, it's just a fantastic in-depth discovery that you uh that you start with even in the part one the research you talk about the different people that you talk to and uh trying to get to behind the scenes here talk about this yeah what i wanted to do was create a book because i'm i have a journalism that's my background so i knew i could interview people and i thought the way i could give back if you will to that community the research community and the people that have done decades of work and research over the years. Uh, I felt what I was best suited to do uh, to add to that would be to interview the right people and ask the right questions. So that's what I went about doing. And uh, yeah, you know, interview researchers uh, about their research and ask, ask specific questions to each person. But also, I feel like the underlying theme of the book really was why it still matters and what the ripple effects have been. Because you know, whether or not we find out who was behind the grassy knoll or who was really on the sixth, book, sixth floor, the depository, Oswald, all of that, uh, the important thing is why it happened and why certain people did it and what the consequences have been. So I just wanted to kind of, that was the goal. Well, let's talk about tying in the Cold War to this because you think this might be a geopolitical matter. Sure, yeah. I, I, I say, you know, people ask me, uh, who killed Kennedy? And it's like, oh man, I got to be real careful answering that, right? That's a, that's a loaded question. I was going to get uh, to that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll tell you the answer. I give two answers to that. Well, the first is, uh, I say the Cold War and its Cold Warriors killed John F. Kennedy. And what I mean by that is it's the times in which Kennedy governed 
that got him killed. Uh, being, you know, becoming president in 1960, the heart of the Cold War, what happens right after he's elected, right? Cuban Missile Crisis, Bay of Pigs. I mean, it was right at the height of that. So there were a lot of people around during that time, and I call them Cold Warriors, uh, you know, and they were high up in the CIA, the FBI, the Joint Chiefs of Staff. These guys were, they, they knew what they wanted, and they didn't like what Kennedy was trying to do. And there's, we can go into detail on that. But basically, so I say that as number one, there's the Cold War that got him killed and the Cold Warriors. Uh, and second, I say, I know who probably didn't kill Kennedy. And that was Lee Harvey Oswald. Wow. Yeah. So is that why he was shot so quickly before anybody could do a court case on him? <laughs> exactly right. And you know what, Matt, I swear, I mean, that honestly is a critical thinker. That happens and that should be the biggest red flag, right? Ruby walks into a police station filled with 100 police officers and detectives, walks right up to Oswald, shoots him in the stomach. He's dead. He never has his day in court. He never actually gets a lawyer. I mean, this was like, right, they were stalling and he never he could never tell his story and that he couldn't tell his story because when Oswald said, I'm a patsy, I believe very strongly that he was telling the truth. And then why else would he wow. say that? He knew it, you know, everyone. And so they had to silence him. They did talk about, well, Jack Ruby, what happened to him after this? So he goes to prison. He's in prison for a couple of years and then he dies of cancer. And uh, not many people were able to talk to him in prison. Uh, Dorothy Kilgallen, who was a reporter at the time, very famous. Uh, she was on What's My Line. She was pretty. She was a famous TV celebrity as well. But she was a good reporter. And she had, had interviewed him twice in prison and found out a lot. And she was telling her friends at the time that she was going to blow this case wide open, that she knew more about what happened and that the Warren Commission report was not true. It wasn't Oswald as a lone assassin. So, and then she was killed. She was murdered. Well, officially she, quote unquote, let's say committed suicide or was an accidental overdose, but it was very, very strange circumstances. And it was very much kind of the uh, modus operandi that the CIA used to kill other people. So, and again, you know, she was on the trail and they, they silenced her as well. So, but yeah, you know, I mean, the, the Ruby and then Ruby died of cancer. It was a very aggressive form of cancer. And that was it. Ruby's, Ruby's done. He can't talk. So that's what happened on that end. Anyway. Sounds like a very Jeffrey Epstein-like situation with her. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know, yeah. Right. You're, you're in prison. Right. And Ruby's in prison. Epstein's in prison. I mean, yeah, and again, I can't say for sure what happened, but to Epstein, certainly, I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then you have to silence people that know a lot about other very important people, very powerful people, and that could really hurt powerful people uh, tend to get silenced one way or the other. And that was certainly, I think, the case with Ruby to an extent, certainly Oswald. Let's jump to chapter four real quick in the book where you talk about the two little girls. Who are we talking about here? Uh, there were two girls, uh, little girls at the time. They were both 10 years old. And uh, I thought that would be a cool little section of the book. So I, I interviewed each of these girls. Uh, and one was at Dealey Plaza that day with her mother. And she tells the story about how excited she was. She's known as the girl in blue because actually on film, uh, she's caught on film. She's on one of those uh, uh, 
concrete pedestals as they make the turn uh, on Elm. And, and, and it was right, right basically at the corner of where the Texas School Book Depository was. And she, was, she had a really good view and she was all excited. Ten-year-old girl, see Kennedy, John, and then Jackie, and all excited. And she says, one minute, I was the happiest girl in the world because I, was look, they, I, I, I could tell they were looking at me. They actually looked at me. She was all excited. And then literally 30 seconds later, she hears what she thought was firecrackers. And then she was actually looking from at, at the, the motorcade going away. So she saw the back of Kennedy and she said she saw like this flash and then like this pink residue all over the place, which was obviously his brain's blood, you know. And then so it went from happiest moment to one of the most traumatic moments of her life. And so that was an interesting story. But the other girl, the other her grandmother owned the boarding house where Oswald was living at the time in Dallas. And she was able to tell stories about her and her two older brothers. They were a little older than her, but they were kids. And how Oswald was at the boarding house and he was the only, it was all male boarders. And he was the only person there who would take the time to play with the kids and listen to them. And she tells these amazing stories about the kind of person they, they thought he was and they saw that he was, which was a very loving, caring, uh, loved kids. And he, again, the only one he would play, whatever the brothers wanted to do, cowboys and Indians, whatever they wanted to do, he would play with them. And the, the, the amazing part of her story was when one day the brothers got into a little tussle, right? They, they were scrapping a little bit, got into a fight. Oswald brought them over to the, uh, to the house on the front porch, on the steps, sat them down and said, listen, you guys are brothers. You always have to love each other. You can never hurt each other. You have to love each other, blah, blah, blah. He gave him this whole story. She was there because she was at the doorway inside listening to this, and she was blown away by what he said. And he also used to help her because she had dyslexia and her grandmother used to get on her pretty hard for, uh, you know, yeah, you're not learning this. Why aren't you learning this? And, and Lee would pass by the table in the kitchen and be like, don't give up, never give up, because he had dyslexia as a child, too. But he yeah. became an avid reader. So there's parts. Of, I think Lee Harvey Oswald is probably one of the most misunderstood individuals in in our history. That's for sure. Well, absolutely. So that's fascinating to know. And you got way more about him in the book, too. I always question the convertible. Why would a president go down the street in a convertible? Does that have some impact on maybe it was suggested? Yeah, I thought I, I feel like that was a combination. And again, I don't know exactly why that happened, but there was definitely lack security lacks off uh, for whatever reasons. Right. And uh, I think Kennedy felt he wanted it. And I, I feel like he believed I kind of this is my theory on that. He didn't think that the people he was angering and he knew he was angering the CIA, the Joint Chiefs of Staff. He was angering some very powerful people. He had fired Alan Dulles. He had done all these things and he wanted to end the Cold War. And these cold warriors did not want that. They wanted more war. They wanted to attack Cuba. They wanted to you know, they wanted Vietnam. So here's Kennedy doing all these things. But I, I felt Kennedy, no matter what was happening, I think Kennedy didn't think that they would do something like that, that they would have the guts and the gall to kill him on parade, basically, is what it was. And I think he misjudged who he was angering. <laughs> and he thought he was president, right? So I'm president. Uh, the president doesn't have the power. And I think that's, that's the major lesson learned from that anyway, is that your president 
yeah, you're not, you're not the guy. You're not. You're really not in this country. Let's talk about the gra- that's a great point, and we can see that in Joe Biden. But uh, let's uh, let's talk about the grassy knoll there because leading up to the arrest of Lee Harvey Oswald, what was going on? Where was he? Was because that shot had to be from somebody very skilled, based on the lo- the trajectory. Right, and there were several shots. Right, so they and that <clears throat> the Warren Commission realized, based on the bullets and the bullets found and the and the injuries in Kennedy's body, that it had to be only three bullets, but there were more. But so they came up with the magic bullet theory that said that this one bullet did all these incredible things, right, making ninety degree turns, injuring Kennedy, injuring Connolly, and then coming out pristine condition uh, on a gurney in the hospital. Like it was the most ridiculous thing. Again. Critical thinking, right? Ruby killing Oswald. That's one. The second really is the magic bullet theory, which is absolutely absurd in every way, shape and form. So when the so Oswald is in the Texas School Book Depository. Now, you have to remember that he was he was in New Orleans leading up to the assassination. And then in the fall of 1963, he was told by his handlers, the CIA, because I absolutely 100% believe he was an intelligence asset. He worked for the CIA and Naval Intelligence. And he was told to go from New Orleans to Dallas um, and infiltrate. And they got him a job at the Texas School Book Depository, uh, which is also a CIA kind of, uh, uh, it was, there were CIA people within the Texas School Book Depository. His, uh, His main supervisor was also a CIA asset. And he was told to go down to New, to Dallas and infiltrate these Cuban exiles who could have been a danger to Kennedy. But what they were doing at that point, and certainly in New Orleans as well, they were sheep dipping him. They were setting him up for this to be the patsy. So he's in the Texas School Book Depository. I believe he's in there, obviously. And there were other men on the sixth floor that really good shooters, uh, as well as there were probably three teams. Uh, again, I can't speak to this 100% because that is not my area of expertise and no one really knows. But having said that, based on the trajectory and the angles of the wounds and the real wounds, uh, that it was, it was almost like a triangulation. So Oswald's at the tech, he's in the school book depository. He realizes he already knows that something's not right because he's spycraft. He's a good, he is an operative. And he understands this. He understands these kinds of things. And he's like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. So what he does is he leaves the, the Texas School Book Depository. He, I believe he calls his handler, CIA handler. They tell him, meet us at the, at the theater, the, the Texas theater, where you'll meet your handler and we'll, we'll get all this straightened out. And he knows there's something wrong. He goes back to the boarding house. He gets his little revolver, puts it in his pocket. Then there's that scrap uh, where, you know, with the police officer and they say, well, you know, did he kill that guy? And that's a completely different thing. But he goes to the Texas school book. I mean, he goes to the theater, Texas theater. And within minutes, he's surrounded by, what, 50 Texas police officers and detectives. So there was all a setup. So he's arrested. They probably I think they he was supposed to be killed. I think he was supposed to be killed, but it didn't happen for whatever reason at that point which is why they had to get Ruby to go in and finish him off. So I believe that's what happened to Oswald. There's a lot there. I tell people, listen, I interviewed people for this book for a reason. I'm not that, I didn't do the deep dive on what happened in Dealey Plaza that day, but the people who tell these stories did. 
And it and and this is what what the conclusions that I come to based on all these interviews that I did, which are incredible interviews. So that's what I, and I would tell people read the book. It's a, it's a fun book to read. It's easy to read. Uh, it, each chapter is an interview, so you can read. You don't even have to read it in order. You just read it however you want to read it. But what I would say to people is then take that and then go your own way with it. If you're interested in one particular thing, do a deep dive on that part of it. Do a deep dive on all of it. Do your own research. Because the only way you're really ever going to, you can't depend on what anyone else tells you about this. You have to do your own research. Well, that's a great point. And it sounds like the interviews are just fantastic from what we read so far. We got the link there in the uh, description for everybody. Killing Kennedy, exposing the plot, the cover-up, and the consequences. And Jack Roth, final word to you. What big thing besides the research and besides the drawing conclusions you want people to get out of this? What's the most surprising thing they're going to find? They're going to find that there was, if you, in order to understand what happened to John F. Kennedy and why he died, you have to understand our country as a whole and also at the time, the structure and what was going on in this country. But in the end, and I, this is the thing that always comes up and I, it, there was, and you can't escape this. There was an elitist cabal, if you will, in this country. And there always has been. And that's why I say the president doesn't have any power, never has their figureheads. And it's these people behind the scenes that run this country. And it's a very elite yeah. group of people. And those are the ones responsible ultimately for what happened to John F. Kennedy. Wow, just fantastic. Remarkable story. Everybody check it out. And we do have to keep this story alive just so you know what's going on today and in the future, that there's always someone behind the scenes pulling the strings. Right, Jack? Absolutely. Okay, Jack Roth, thank you so much. The book is linked in our description. God bless you. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. Oh, you got it. Absolutely. Our pleasure. That will do it for this edition of the Matt Buff Show. You guys stay smart out there. Get your knowledge. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great evening.